Ontario's Auditor General sent undercover agents to test money laundering safeguards at casinos. Here's what happened. The Queen's Park Bureau chief wrote that report. Robert Benzie, good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Here's something that happened not too long ago on the station during a panel. Uh, lawyer Mark Warner, I asked him about your story. He said... The part of the article that I reacted to was, I think it said that dirty money can be washed, but it said such occurrences are rare in Canada where casinos are highly regulated by government. And I thought, what planet was the person who wrote this story written on? We just had a huge report in British Columbia about money laundering out there. A lot of it casino-based, a lot of it from high-rolling gambling types who come in from China. So to be clear, Robert Benzie, what planet are you on? I'm here on planet Earth. I, okay. You know what? With all due, due respect to my friend, the international trade lawyer, I worry more about the lawyers for the Toronto Star than I do about international <laughs> trade lawyers. But, uh, no, I would say to, 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 to contradict Mark, and I know that's a, a risk, uh, that uh, um, a, a, a 2016 report by the uh, industry oversight, the, the, the group that looks at uh, gaming security, said there'd never been an instance in an Ontario casino of money laundering. So it is rare in Canada. Yes, that happened in British Columbia, but it is rare that casinos are used in in this fashion. Now, what happened in this case, uh, Jerry, is that the Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick, who is tabling her report later today at Queen's Park, um, sent uh, undercover agents into casinos armed with taxpayers. They're paid by the taxpayer and they were armed with taxpayers' cash and they gambled and they tried to wash money. Now, three of them got caught. I don't know if they had other agents as well, but we know that three got caught almost right away. Um, and it's kind of an embarrassing situation because the OPP were called and the casinos themselves were very upset. This was in Niagara Falls and here in the GTA. So they were not not pleased with that this was happening because they've, they've got their security guys are busy doing real things. So I think I was surprised at the roundtable that no one quibbled with the fact that the auditor general is running stick, sting operations, which may be a little bit of uh, mission creep on her part, because her job is to audit money, is to follow money. It's not to uh, entrap um, you know, people who may or may not be doing their jobs. So I, I don't know. I, I was surprised at the reaction. Uh, I know uh, Scott Reed, our friend uh, our, and News Talk uh, 1010 contributor, has been very critical of, of this practice. We know that um, uh, Premier Kathleen Wynne, when she was in office, and, and Premier Doug Ford, they don't agree on much, but I think they agree that sometimes the, the Auditor General's mission has expanded beyond her original intent, which is really to follow money, and that's it. Okay, well, I didn't have a problem with it from the standpoint that don't we send in once in a while minors to try to buy age-related products like cigarettes or booze, most particularly booze, maybe. Uh, Sting operations were just recently found by the Supreme Court to be constitutional if the cop is pretending to be a 14-year-old girl and some guy shows up hoping to have sex with a 14-year-old girl, he gets charged. Um, Those kinds of operations are, are something the government does, and I don't think people have a problem with it. Well, I mean, that, that may well be. Um, but this is a situation where government resources are being used to to to, to nothing illegal, technically illegally ha- illegal happen. But those three um, people have been banned from all 30 Ontario casinos. Um, they've got trespass orders. And if they show up, they'll be arrested. Well, I don't know. Is it a good use of police resources, of sec- casino security resources? I don't know. It's not for me to say. I just think it's an intriguing um, development. And I was, uh, you know, it's not often that, that these kind of stories cross our desk. So we were very uh, interested when we heard from casino people yesterday about this. Okay, well, they should be able to clear up the ban because uh, the government has the power to do that. Uh, I believe they own the casino. And they could say, no, these people were working on our behalf and you need to remove that ban. First of all, maybe the casinos are unhappy because they realize if they hadn't caught them, it would be embarrassing for them. 
No, exactly. And we don't know if there were others that got through. We'll know when, when uh, the, the auditor tables her uh, annual report later today at Queen's Park. So if there may, it may well be that some people got through and were able to feign laundering money uh, through a, an Ontario casino, but we don't know. All right. Now, the Auditor General gave this money, taxpayer money, to these uh, operatives and said, go in and gamble a little bit and then make it look like you're laundering money. I, I assume she told them, don't go in and lose it all. Yeah, this is again. This is something I talked to her briefly yesterday, and she said, understandably, in fairness to to the auditor, she said, "I can't discuss this until the report is tabled," and that's because she's an officer of the legislature, and MPPs have a right to see that report first um, before uh, you know anyone else is, is before it's made public. I mean, there are, there is a lockup for for journalists and and MPPs, but they, but it's not public until after ten thirty this morning. All right. Um, well, it's interesting, nonetheless. And the other thing that I didn't realize this was true, I'm not surprised, but I learned it from your report, Robert. And that is, if you go in and buy more than $10,000 worth of chips, the casino has to report you. Yes, to FinTrack. And this is, this is the, that's the federal uh, money laundering agency that watches where money goes. And, and, any, and even suspicious tra- transactions get reported, but 10000 is the threshold that they have to report. But they could report for less than that. I wonder how many gamblers come in and buy more than $10,000 worth of chips. I mean, I, I haven't thought about it because I couldn't, but, well, I could, but I, I, I mean, I wouldn't risk that kind of money at a casino. You, would, you wouldn't be able to go home again, though, Jerry. No. <laughs> Not unless I came home and said, well, good news, I've turned it into 50000 But, uh, there, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, but as Tim Hudak pointed out earlier today, casinos aren't built on winners. No, no, the house all, and Tim was right. The house always wins, and in this case, the house did. No, I think I, I think the thing that surprised me, and I didn't know this until uh, speaking with industry people yesterday, is you can actually put fifty dollar bills, twenty dollar bills, thousands of dollars into a slot machine, and that's what one of the uh, undercover agents did. They they put all of this money into a slot machine and did a few pulls on the you know the the old the one arm bandit or whatever they're called, and then just uh, pressed you know finish or whatever and got their chit whatever you know the printout saying how much money they had left in their account and then they went and got their casino check and then they could take that check to the bank and that was the that was the the sort of well that was their plan they got caught you know i'm not in the casinos a lot i do play poker and i i'm not putting casinos down i I just i'm not there a lot and the last time i actually was it was because my son and i went to see alice cooper at one of the casinos and uh we wanted some cash and we went over to the atm machine to get cash it would only give us cash in 50 dollar bills i thought why is that yeah, well, I guess it, uh, there you go. That's why the house always wins because they know that a fifty is better than a twenty for them because you're going to spend it all. Yeah, and, and then it costs me money to get it. Oh yeah, of course you'll pay your four dollars and fifty cents your interact charge or whatever. Yeah, um, I I just wonder if uh, you know there may be some people who quibble with the idea of the auditor general putting out those mystery shoppers, but I don't know if that's actually going to be the prevailing sentiment in the province. I mean, it's a, it is a in a in a sense a law enforcement issue, and um, and we should be doing that. We you know the, somebody has to watch the casino because let's face it, the casino is there just to take money off the citizens of uh, Ontario, so you want to make sure they're doing everything on the up and up. They, should, they shouldn't be upset because they're investigated. Yeah, but the, the Alcohol Gaming uh, Commission of Ontario and the, um, uh, which, the AGCO and the Ontario Provincial Police and OLG, the Ontario Law and Game Course, they all oversee casinos, so the casinos really are uh, very well regulated in in Ontario. This is uh, and, and it, it, the OPP watch it. I mean, the casino op- operators called the OPP as soon as they detected something. But there's casino 
security. There's a it's it's just it's not clear to me if it's if it's the place of the auditor general who's an officer of the legislature to be running undercover policing operations because that's what this is. This is effectively a, a, a sting operation to try to get someone to break the law. I guess you could say it's I guess you could say it's like trying to buy uh, sending a, a teenager into a cannabis shop and and trying to buy yeah. cannabis. I don't know if the government does that. Secret shoppers or well, whatever, they should mystery shoppers. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, somebody does it. I know there's they're... enough. Of, there's enough of those cannabis shops, Jerry. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and some of them are illegal. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, there's true, true that. Yeah, no shortage of that. Well, maybe we'll learn something additional once the report comes out and be able to talk to you about that. But um, Robert Benzie, thanks very much. Good to have you. Thank, thank you, Jerry.